Hello, and welcome to A Woman's Soul Restored. I am Latanya Hendry, and today we are in April. This is the first Wednesday in April, and we know that there was an old saying that goes says that April flower, April showers, brings May flowers. But we want to acknowledge here at A Woman's Soul Restored that April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And it's also Child Abuse Prevention Month. We take pride in acknowledging the things that um, may cause trauma to individuals. And the different, many months have different occasions that are acknowledged or celebrated or what have you. And I just want to take the opportunity to acknowledge what April is for this podcast. Um, to continue to bring awareness, to continue to keep those in the know about things that are coming up, different laws that have been passed, bringing the guests on to share their stories, either in their profession or just what they have endured in their life due to whatever type of trauma. So we, we just want to take this time now for those that have endured um, child abuse and sexual assault. We are here for you on this podcast. We acknowledge you and we pray for your continued healing, pray for your progress, and just that don't let what happened to you determine your outcome because you are more than what you have endured. There's so much, so, so much in store for you and don't let your past or don't let what happened to you hinder the blessings that are in store. So yes, it happened and I'm a living witness that what we've gone through do not determine who we are. It makes you stronger. It gives you a cause to advocate for. It can help you to help others, but what it can't do is hinder you or block you or stop you. So that is my message every week during our podcast, that there is strength in what you have endured. That trauma does not have to keep you traumatized for life. So yes, we are here and not only myself, but different podcasts that are surfacing with topics concerning the same subject matter. Advocates that are in the field working and making a difference agencies and and just individuals doing their part to help those recover to help them get a sense of normalcy back to their lives so today i'm excited because the last time we had the first ever um email episode it blew the numbers off and that is still the highest um, numbered podcast for listeners and I did not anticipate that it would take off like how it did or that you all would be asking for it to be done again so today is email week um, I'll be reading four emails from listeners and it's a lot of noise in the background I had a street sweeper and now um, this is usually a quiet neighborhood but Anywho, um, just four um, emails from listeners, and 
um, needing advice or just wanting their emails read. And I get excited to read the emails weekly. I think I said last week that I take usually Monday evenings and Tuesday evenings to read emails. If they start coming in fast, I probably will start on a Thursday or Friday after a podcast. But if they come in like kind of slow, then I I usually wait until Monday evenings um, or Monday mornings to um, read emails. So after a quick break, we're going to jump right in with four emails this week. The first one really made my day. The other three, well, you're just going to have to listen. So be sure to come back to A Woman's Soul Restored. Come back. Come on back. Sisters Helping Sisters Social Organization for Women, Incorporated, is a faith-based community nonprofit located in historic, beautiful Savannah, Georgia, and has been serving the local area since April of 2003. The sisterhood has been built on trust, unity, growth, discovery, appreciation, and security, all embodied by faith which has helped the organization to stand the test of time and still be viable in the community. If you would like more information about the organization, please visit www.sistershelpingsisters28.com or send an inquiry email to sistershelpingsisters28 at yahoo.com. It's a great day to be in the sisterhood. So welcome back. This is Latanya Hendry for A Woman's Soul Restored. And as I said earlier, this is email week. Yay! We I pulled out some emails and I'm getting more people that want their emails read. And I'll probably do this segment a little more often. Um, I didn't want to do too many and get um, bobbled in the muddleness because if you hear too many stories at one time you know you I, I I did five the first time and I'm doing four this time for um just to get the flow but this first email really really made my day I got this one actually yesterday um Mondays and I'm recording well now it's Wednesday morning it's 12 13 a.m but Mondays is usually my cleanup day. I tidy up, um, catch up on work. If I have an interview scheduled, I would do it that afternoon. But Monday is usually my in-house day, and I, I start begin checking emails. But this one actually came in on Monday, and it's actually from Australia. So I say hello to all my listeners, and hello to my Australia listeners Australian listeners um this one is from and I don't want to mispronounce her name it's E-V-I-E so it's either Evie or Evie but it's Evie and her last initial because I never do whole names so her last initial is J so it's Evie or Evie J from Australia 
And she says, greetings from down under. (laughs) I discovered your podcast a few weeks ago and have gone back and listened to your past episodes. I felt that you really care about your guests and listeners. My neighbor and I now listen together. Your guests are so gallant. J-L-L-A-N-T, Gallant. Your podcast gave me the bravery to report my other neighbor's husband. He would keep all the money and she would have to come to me for food. At first, I didn't pay attention and just thought she wanted my company. But then I noticed the bruises. A few days ago, when my neighbor and I heard screaming, at our at their dwelling I did not hesitate to call Jack Bates yes Jack Bates he was uh, he was not arrested but they assisted her as she collected her objects I think they took her to rallies there this was my first time experiencing this type of problem but thanks to your podcast, we knew we knew what was right to do. So I applaud you. Um, and I'm just going to say, I believe it's Evie. So we're going to go with that version. And if it's not, please, please forgive me. First of all, I thank you. I'm not going to thank you first for listening. I thank you for taking action because, and that's what the purpose of this podcast is. Because it's not for only for people that's going through or have went through but it's also to bring awareness so that if you hear something or see something that's not right that you have the courage to report it so I thank you for you and your your neighbor your other neighbor for taking the steps to do the right thing and I, I was looking for a word but the only word that I could find is thank you for doing the right thing thank you for being her voice in that moment when you could have waited to see if the screen stopped or you could have just ignored it and went on doing what you all were doing but I'm so thankful that you all picked up the phone and dialed I did have to do some research on some of the terminology um jail jail baits jail i think it's jail baits but that's actually police and rallies is relatives so some of some of the terminologies i kind of understood but i didn't when i got to jail baits jail bats and i'm probably pronouncing it wrong but it really threw me aback so i had to look that up and i had to look up I figured rallies was relatives, but I just wanted to make sure. But I, it's, it's just interesting the different getting emails from different countries and how, you know, the, it, it's fun looking up words and trying to see what the message is actually conveying. So I thank you, Evie, for just sending that email and giving this podcast purpose. Um, I thank each of you for sending your emails, regardless of what they're pertaining to, inquiries, help, um, 
explaining a situation, wanting your story heard, this and and getting these along this lines of why this podcast has been formulated to help those that may not know what to do in a certain situation. I'm so happy that we have had guests on that have said, yes, call the police, call authorities. Don't just sit idly by and hear something or see something and not say anything. So I thank you for making that stance and making a difference in your neighbor's life. And I hope you keep in touch with the Woman's Soul Restored podcast and just let me know how, you know, if whatever comes up, if you find out how she's doing or whatever, please drop me an email and let me know. And I thank you for being an active listener and not just listening just to hear, but putting what you heard into action. So thank you so much, Evie J from Australia. Um, that, that email really made my day yesterday. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Next, we are in North Carolina with i think it's talisha t-a-l-i-s-h-a and her last initial is s she says hello latanya my name is talisha s i am emailing today because i live daily with the memory of being raped three years ago i do not have my home i do not leave my home for anything I am thankful for delivery services because I have not left my home since that horrible day. I want my life back. I was outgoing and had a social life, but now I can only remember my former self. Mm. I need to talk to someone, but does that need to be my first move? I watch a lot of TV And I've seen shows where doctors abuse patients. All I know is something needs to be done because I have shut myself away and I have nothing but the thoughts of that night. I went home, took a bath and have not been and have been here ever since. It took me a while to email, but I am making a step to be better. What should I do? Talisha, this is heartbreaking because I know someone personally that, and they're older now, but ever since I could remember as a child, they um, was shut away. And it wasn't until I was in my 20s and found out why they were shut away and why they didn't go anywhere is because they were raped and things were different back then they she was fearful and she really did not leave her house for anything relatives brought her what she needed um she would allow people to visit her but she didn't go anywhere she looked at church on television programs um anything she did if the tv and radio was not available and like i said till this day um, she is still in that state so i thank you for first of all taking the courage to email because this is someone that i emailed back because the thing that caught me a lot of what was in the email caught me but when she said she took a bath and you know haven't been out the house since I wanted to know had she been to the doctor to get examined because 
Um, and I didn't know if that was something that she left out, omitted, or just, you know, in the writing the email, because sometimes people do leave things out. Because most of the times, if I don't understand something, I will, you know, send a reply email for clarity. And sometimes it is something that they left out, but sometimes it's not. And this was one of those occurrences um, that she did not leave out. She did not go to the doctor. And she has lived in fear ever since. We have not corresponded back and forth because after that first email, and I asked her in that when I replied, would it be okay? Because she didn't put in the email for I would. It, would it be okay for me to read it? But when I replied, I asked her after I, you know, was inquiring. Did she go to the doctor? And she replied that she did not. Um, she literally did not leave the house since this occurrence. She is just truly living in trauma, and just reading it took me back to my childhood and seeing it it is a relative that is living in that state like I said even now that state of fear and it's been so long and I said I'm I'm 54 so and if I was a child she has been in this state for a very long time and at this point this is all she knows in the house um and I think now she, if somebody takes her to the grocery store to do her shopping, she will do that. But as far as like leaving on her own to do something, she does not drive. She is just limited to her house. And I fully understand where you are as far as your fear, not wanting to leave the house because of fear and looking your house is your safety net right now. But I do suggest that you see a doctor if it's someone that you trust. Because at this state, I don't want you leaving by yourself or calling an Uber to get to where you need to get to. If it's at that time when you were social, at that time when you had a social life and really um, was outgoing, most outgoing people have a lot of friends and going through something like this you probably have secluded yourself from your friends who probably miss you and want to hear from you and want to connect with you and know what's going on so my suggestion would be to reach out to that person that you were closest to reach out to them slowly at first but then gradually lead up to letting them know what happened to you and that you have not been to a doctor and you are reaching out for help. And this is important because, as I said, my cousin has been in that physical, mental, emotional state for as many years as I can remember. I was a little girl, like I said, and I remember my grandmother going over to her house to take food and you know she would come to the door and she would let us in but she didn't never come out and you know as a child you get inquisitive and I would ask and you know how older people are you don't need to know stay in a child's place but as I got older you know me and my cousins would talk about it like my younger cousins like why cousin so and so 
don't ever leave the house but it wasn't like I said until I was in my 20s and I understood why she was the way she was and is the way she is and at this point does not want any help I don't want you to get to that point to where the longer you stay in the house it becomes of no use to get help you did not say your age but whatever age you are you took the step to write to email in and I appreciate that but I want you to make that next step to reach out to someone that you can trust reach out to a friend that you were close to at one time and try to build that relationship back and in building that let them know that you need their help let them know that you need them to take you where you need to go don't make that trip alone don't go through that experience of going to a doctor alone because you're going to need support you're going to need the support of a loved one so if it was a family that you were close to or if it was friends because I know in my personal life in my early years I was closer to my friends than I were to my family and my friends were the one that helped me through a lot of the things that I had to go through so sometimes it is a friend that is closer than a blood relative but whoever that person is find the muster to reach out to them and let them know eventually when you're comfortable um, that you need help and that you didn't mean to push them away but because of the circumstances that you went through you were just perplexed about what to do so you decided to stay in the house I'm not going to say that was the wrong decision because you did what you felt you needed to do. But since you have emailed in at this juncture, I truly believe that you need to talk to someone that you and and you asked what to do. So this is my advice to you to reach out to your friend, a friend, which or a relative or whichever that closest person was to you. And let them help you with the next steps of what you need to go through. Let them um, be your encourager. Because if you've been in the house for this long, three years, you've acclimated to that environment of being alone, of being with the TV. And there's so much more to your life. There's so much more. Don't let that perpetrator... And I'm so interested about, you know, getting to getting you to a place of reporting that. And if you remembered his face or was it someone that you, a stranger or just the circumstances behind what happened. But that's of no relevance. The main thing is for you to get help the main thing is for you to find that strength to make that phone call or to send a text or an email to that person that was closest to you that you know will have your back and when you're when you feel comfortable to do it let them know 
what you have endured. Let them know that you have not been out the house because of that and that you really would appreciate it if they can give you a hand, if they can help you out. And I could almost guarantee you that they will because there is none of my close friends because I have a close inner circle. I I know a lot of people, but I have a very close inner circle, intimate circle. If any of them reach out to me for anything, I'm going to be there for them. I might not agree with what they did or how they handled the situation, but I will be there for them because that's what friendships are. That's what sisterships is. And to envelop that into what you're going through now, you need that sistership. You need it. Or it might be a male friend. I don't I don't know particularly. I'm not going to put it down to gender because I do have a male that's my best friend too for since we've both been 16 years old. So whoever it is that you feel comfortable with, male or female, to help you get through this, please, please reach out to them. If you need guidance on finding a doctor or finding someone to talk to I'm not familiar with the, the uh, in some cities that I do have connections with North Carolina is not one of them um, that I will branch out I will do what I need to do to help but I really need you to reach back out to me and let me know if there's anything I can help you with but please reach out to that person that you were close to and let them help you to get to where you need to be to get to being that outgoing person again and being that person that was sociable because I can only imagine what your last three years have been but don't let another moment of being in that house cripple you debilitate you or have you feeling alone and that you, you just at a, at your wits ends. So I thank you for emailing in. I hope you take my suggestion. But if you need me for anything else, if I, I do know how to research to find out what I need to find out in whatever state. So if you need me for anything else, I'm here. But please reach out to a friend. Reach out to someone so that they can help you get to where you need to get to. So that you can begin to heal. Thank you, Talisha S., for sending your email in. We will be praying for you, myself and my listeners. I have some very active listeners. We will be praying for you and hoping that you get through your next steps. So if you need me, I'm here. But just whatever it is you decide to do, please don't hesitate on it. Just just make a decision to do it. And then just do it. Because sometimes we can think about something and then we can overthink and talk ourselves out of it. So please, please, please make that next step. You've already been courageous and made this step. So just take the next step and just just do what you need to do to get back to you. All right. Next, we have Angela B. from New Jersey. Um, She says, hi. I'm in a relationship with my abuser. I listened to one of your guests this season that said her abuser was attached to her and she finally told her husband and it's free. 
she didn't say she was in a relationship with him but i am in a relationship with my abuser it began when i was nine my father died when i was six and my mom remarried when i was 13 but he moved in when i was eight it started immediately I left home at 15 and he divorced my mom two years later. She has two children with him. He never lost communication with me and we reconnected when I was 19. He is very abusive and controlling. He tells me he is the only one that wants me and that I should be grateful. I am 22 now. And we have a daughter together. The only reason I am emailing is because I fear he is going to abuse my daughter. I don't know what to do. I have not spoken to my mother since I left home. My life is a mess and I do not want my daughter's life to turn out like mine. What do you suggest? And thank you in advance. Oh, this... And I've, I've, I've read the email before, but even rereading it, it doesn't make it any less. The feeling is still there because when you read certain things, your heart just, um, you put yourself where that person is and you, your emotions are there with them. The guest she is talking about was actually one of my local guests here in Savannah. Her name is LaShonda Jameson, and she did her episode, I think it was in December, um, about what she endured from when she was 12 years old, and her abuser was attached to her and her family. Um, This is one of those things where now you have a child with him I will say though I don't judge people with what they do and the decisions they make because you've been groomed basically meaning that this person has literally implanted themselves in your life because those those years that you left home and he kept communication with you He was still working on you, still making himself relevant, still making himself uh, uh, importance in your life. And it angers me because these men, these people, they get the minds of young children, of young people. And the adult things that they do to them grows them up faster than they need to grow up. But then they want to continue to make themselves I mean he's made a family with this young lady and now she is fearing for her daughter which I'm not going to tell her not to fear for her daughter because if he immediately began to molest her at her young age when moving in with her mother I would not put it past him that he would not molest his own daughter at whatever age he feels when whenever that urge hits him so the fear is real at as soon as you can 
as soon as it's feasible. She didn't say that I've I've read and 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 tried to see if she loves this man. I don't. I think it's more of a fear from the grooming, the the attachment that you know he's already putting that those ne- negative condemnations in her head that she should be grateful and nobody wants her. And when you're young like that and you hear those things, it begins to seep in. But somebody wants you, but you have to want yourself. You have to be present for yourself and now your daughter. You must get out of that relationship. There's nothing you said that was positive in reading this. There's nothing that... Yes, you have a child with him, but it's for the benefit of you and that child to get out of this relationship as soon as you can, as soon as it's safe. Don't just up and leave. Don't just leave when he's there. Don't just, you know, and I've said this before about when someone makes a decision to leave. You can't just uproot when that person is home or in an argument, you just start packing your stuff and go because that's when people lose their lives. You have to plan this out strategically. You have to make move, make small moves. Make find a place. Start communicating with people that you can trust, and finding out what kind of resources are available or who can you and your daughter go stay with when you do make that decision to leave. You have to start making those choices now and reaching out to people now. Don't get comfortable with, you know, because they can show you a side that will make you feel like that he won't do it or he might start treating you nicer. Because even though contrary to belief, people think that abusers are, they only think about self-serving themselves and that they're really dumb people. No, they're not. They're cunning they're divisive they're decisive and they can pinpoint when something is not going their way so if he senses that you're you have this instinct that you might he might do something to y'all you all's daughter or he might not know what it is he might just feel that something's wrong then you must make a decision to not let this on because he might then start treating you nice so you won't go anywhere he might turn the tables for a while and and be extra sweet start bringing you things be more attentive and to loosen bring down your um antennas and and make you feel safe when actually you're not safe at all your daughter's not safe y'all are not safe in that environment so yes the first chance you get get out of there the first chance you get have yourself positioned where you can leave don't start this decide one night i'm gonna pack up my stuff or if he goes to work one day try to pack up everything because um in my first book and in my first relationship with my daughter's father i was around your age i was young and i made the mistake of trying to pack up everything when he was at work and he came home early and that day almost was the last day of my life. Um, very traumatic experience of being choked in an attic where I could feel my life leaving me. But I want you to know that it does not have to be that way. 
That's why you have to plan. That's why you have to be smart about your moves. Don't fall for the niceties. Don't fall for the situations of, you know, I, I, whatever he's saying to keep you there. Those negative connotations that he's been telling you, remember those because that's what he's saying. He's saying what he truly feels. And when I get passionate about something, I start stuttering. So that's what's happening. I'm beginning to stutter and I'm trying to keep my composure to make sure that um, the information gets, that, that, that Angela understands what I'm saying and anybody else in a situation like her. I don't judge people. Like I said earlier, we all make mistakes. None of us um, are mistake prone. All of us have made a bad judgment call. Because I know in the back of some people's mind, they're saying she's an adult now. She should know better. Well, when you have been groomed a certain way, and when you've been taught from a young age certain dynamics and certain behaviors, you don't know. You don't know. This person literally has her wrapped around his fingers. That's why she can't go. That's why it's a dilemma. That's why she calls it a relationship when it's really not a relationship. It's not healthy. It's toxic. So, Angela, I really need you to understand that this this man is no good for you. And he's definitely no good for your daughter. He's a predator. A predator that you need to get away from. So my advice to you, my my counsel, counsel to you would be to, as soon as you can, start planning. Don't write anything down. Don't gather information. Don't even Google stuff on your computer because or your laptop because when you get when you go to Google it will show like if you start typing it'll show what you've searched already. You don't want to leave clues to things like that because just don't do that. Just if you have a phone that is safe that you won't that and, and some perpetrators would do that they, they give you some privacy they don't want you to feel totally encumbered but if you have a phone that only you can see then you can use your phone to get information to find out specifics but don't use a general computer or laptop that's in the house that will store your searches because you you don't want that and that's for anybody and that's a tip do not use general devices or if you have someone that is constantly in your phone seeing what you're doing, don't look up information. You might have to find another alternative, but try to make phone calls when they're not at home because how these, if, if you have, not too many people have home phones anymore, but there's still some people that do, but there are ways to find out what you need to find out, but if you have your own personal cell phone that only you have access to then use your cell phone but don't use any general device to put information in that will store your your last searches and then the next thing you know you're in danger because your last search came up for shelter help or some other type help so just be use wisdom if you deem me i do have um connections in New Jersey that um though that's one of the states that I'm familiar with and unlike North Carolina we've had um people to email 
previously from New Jersey. And I've built a rapport with, with people there that will be in a position to help if you need that. So if you don't have anyone that you can get in contact with, because you said you haven't spoken to your mother but if it's other family, if it's friends, if it's someone that you could turn to and you could let them know what's going on when that time comes, if you could call them when they can pick you up, or if you have access to funds, call an Uber or something and have a destination to go because you don't want to be in a situation where now if you're homeless and this man has a home, he can fight you for custody of your own child. So you have to be aware of all those um, variables and what's going on with having a child with this with, with this perpetrator. Because since it's not, and you didn't say it's reported or anything, so to the common eye is you and this man are together. And if something happens, all he can do is twist it and say, well, she's just saying that because she doesn't want me around my child. So right now it may look like you don't have things in your favor. And I don't want to sound harsh, but it's just realistically. I, I want you to be aware of where you stand and to make sure that you're going to be safe and that your daughter is safe and that you make an exit strategy so you don't have to make a return trip. Most of the times with these men and, and these this this situation, I don't think is a, a regular occurrence. Um, some situations are out of the norm, but still a situation that needs to be addressed. He's probably not going to want to be fatherly or anything like that, because once you're gone, you know, they most of the times they move on. But just in case he doesn't have in mind what 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 is your plan of attack what what are you going to do if he does decide to try to find you or if he finds out where you're at and wants to demand to be able to see his daughter starts looking at once you're out and out safely be researching legally what are your rights and and if you want to begin to share what this man did to you when you were young do that before anything happens so he can't say she just did this because. Start recording conversations in the house. There's many things you could do. You, could, you can't record over the phone, but you can record a conversation in the house. Do things to protect yourself so if he says something, he can't, he can't come back and say, well, she's doing this because you will have your evidence already. So just I hope this has been some help. If you need some more help, please reach out. But please start putting a exit plan in place so that you can be safe and your daughter can be safe and you can get out of there unharmed. That's the goal, to be able to walk away and walk away alive and healthy with with no scars. You know, you're going to have those mental remembrances, but you don't want to leave in a way where you're debilitated and hurt or not able to take care of your daughter because of something he's done physically to you. Make a plan and then get out of there as soon as you can. Thank you, Angela, for writing in. I appreciate you writing, sending this email to A Woman's Soul Restored. Um, last 
we have Sonia S. from Iowa. Now, this email, um, I'm not going to say it's a new situation, but it's the first time I received an email like this. And she didn't say if I could um, read it, but I did want it to read it. So I responded back to her and asked her, would it be okay if I read her email? Um, If you are a little sensitive, and I'm not going to read any specifics of what happened to her because she didn't email any specifics, but just the subject matter in general if you are a little timid or squeamish, I would suggest that you skip this one. I saved this one for the last one for a reason. Um, so, actually what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And that'll give you time to, you know, if you want to um, skip this part. But we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. My name is LaTanya Y. Hendry, and yes, my middle initial is Y, but I want to ask you why. Why do you want to write that book? Why do you want to get your story out, whether it's fiction or nonfiction? Who is your target audience? What is your goal overall for your book? The thing about authors sometimes is that we forget that our book or being an author is a business and we have to treat our books as such. So what I am available to teach is how you can embrace your book, not only on on an emotional scale, but also as a business to help market, to help sell it, to help it, you get it into the hands of the people that need it. I am a coach, but I am also a writing coach and editor. So I can help you get your book from concept to organizing it to doing your outline to also showing you how to self-edit your own books critically so that you can look at it objectively and don't have to pay an editor but if you don't want to go through all that if you want to pay an editor I am an editor I am a critical reader my eyes automatically attract to errors so if you're looking for an editor I do edit but I can teach you how to edit your books critically if you're on a budget and looking to save money so if you're looking for a writing coach if you're looking for somebody to help you with your concept of your book send an inquiry email to www.livelifenowlovelifenow.net slash books scroll down the information read to the bottom and click on the link that says send me an email um and i will respond to you within 24 hours so let 2022 be the year that you get that book written but you have to discover your why reach out to me today hello and welcome back Um, before i read this email this segment has been i've noticed that i've been hesitating and and just kind of i don't want to say bumbling but just you know i've said this a few episodes that you don't get used to this stuff you don't get used to even though 
you may have been through it. You don't get used to reading it. You don't get used to hearing about it. It affects you in ways. And to be honest, yesterday and today have been some difficult days personally. And yeah, the, the podcast must go on. I must do what I need to do. But going through personal stuff and with my health and still trying to go forward with this sometimes it's challenging and yesterday and today well we're in Wednesday now but Monday and Tuesday were two challenging days and I never want to come across as not caring or just, you know, being nonchalant about a situation because it's, it's not that. But it does affect me to read certain things. It does affect me to see that um, certain situations, to hear certain um, issues and certain traumas, certain things that, you know, you may have even seen on TV, but then to actually know that it's real and people are going through these scenarios, it does affect you. So I'm saying now that it's never a time when it, it, I just read just to read or I'm pausing because my focus is someplace else. My focus is here um, on the situation at hand, on the email at hand, on whatever the case may be. But Y'all understand when I read this last email. So, this is what's I like. I said, this is Sonia S. from Iowa. She says, I am in a dire situation. I do not want to be scrutinized, but I feel I am all alone and I need help. My father abused me physically and sexually since my earliest memory, and I ended up pregnant at age 13. He told my mother he caught me in the house with a boy, and she immediately threw me out. I am now 27. My son is 14. My son is my brother. He has a relationship with his grandparents. But my mother does not know my truth. We are on good terms, and I do not want to destroy that relationship. But I need my mother to know my truth. I need my mother to understand. Mm, Jesus. I need my mother to understand that I did not mean to hurt her. I need my mother to know that my son, her grandson, is my brother and my father's son. I need to get this off of me in order to move forward in my life. I don't really have a relationship with my father, but we put on pretenses when we're together as a family so my mother will not catch on. I don't know what to do at this point. My son is old enough and has inquired about who his father was, and I've told him that his father passed away. I really want to be honest with this. I want to be done with this. I want to be honest. I need to be honest with the people around me, especially my mother and my son. What should I do? 
without losing the relationship me and my mother have. Thank you, Sonia S. Sonia, the truth is something that is key. The truth hurts sometimes. The truth is the the lie is more easier because the lie can make you feel comfortable. The lie can make you feel in that hidden place, in that shell, and that unbreakable shell. If you keep telling the lie, nobody gets hurt. But somebody is getting hurt. Um, you said your son has inquired about who his father was, and hence, because the thing about a lie is you have to keep telling a lie. You have to keep the lie up, and you, the truth and the lie cannot be in the same space together, so that lie just stays present, and you have to keep telling lies to support the original lie, so no scrutiny here at a woman's soul restored because once again this is a situation stemming from your earliest remembrance was that your father abused you I don't know the entails of the story if it was abuse with your mother or did she know you were being abused if not sexually physically by your father and why was it an immediate get out when he disclosed that his lie that you were in the house he found you in the house with a boy so there's so many variables to this situation but the only way I could say and the only advice I could give as a minister is through prayer to tell the truth to tell your mother what your truth is what is the truth and you say your relationship is great now and you don't want to lose that if the relationship is truly great and you're telling her the truth you will not lose that you can't have a relationship any type of relationship that's based on a lie it has the, the truth always has a way of surfacing anyway um so be courageous be bold but humble because i don't know how i would take this as a mother i would believe you but i would want to know why it took so long um and if the relationship was strained, then that's probably why it took so long. But when you all got to a place of a comfortability, maybe that should have been the time to share, but we are past that now. But as soon as you can, and as soon as you can build up that strength, you need to tell your mother the truth because the truth is a firm foundation. The truth can stand when the lie always crumbles. There is no foundation for a lie. But the truth has a solid foundation and can stand on its own. And you had the truth on your side. Can it be damaging 
oh yes it can be damaging because your mother's probably not going to understand your mother and father are still together and your son is not going to understand because how can you understand that your grandparent is your parent so build yourself up first for whatever fallout may happen and it might not be a fallout it might bring you and your mother and your son much much closer together but realistically just keep yourself open for whatever may happen be there for your son because he's going to need you but also be the strength for your mother because if she accepts it then there's going to be a level of guilt that comes along with that because she's going to put things together about the lie that he told her you know that's was to cover him so that he would not get exposed and I don't know if you wanted to protect her why you didn't tell her then that it was your father but all of that is irrelevant in this moment the only thing that matters now is that you get to a place to where the truth can be told because to be honest until the relationship is honest it can't be what it's supposed to be it can't be truly a mother-daughter relationship because the truth is not there but when you can stand on your truth and when you can share it in a way where the compassion that you feel for your mother and the love that you have for your son where you can feel that that will be the time when it's time to share that will be the time where maybe you can y'all can meet with a family counselor and share at that time but please be careful about the circumstances of when you do decide to share be very discerning about how your father is going to respond to you telling the truth I don't know where you said y'all are not really close y'all just put on pretenses around your mother so I don't know all the variables to give a full answer but I do know that the truth needs to be told because it just needs to be But you need to be in an environment that's going to be safe for you and your son. You need to protect his feelings because he's a minor, he's young, and as your mother, it is your responsibility to protect him. But also be protective of your feelings, of whatever was the circumstances between you and your mother back then, that this truth doesn't take her to a place to where now she is back to where she was then so depending on the growth of what you all have experienced as mother and daughter the closeness now will it be able to withstand the truth and this is something you have to think about and I know some would probably say it's it's done been this long you don't need to say anything but if in any relationship It's not truly an honest relationship if the truth is not told. So whether it be a co-worker, whether it be a parent, 
a child or whoever it may be, whoever you are in a relationship with, if that relationship is based or surrounded on lies, then it's not truly a relationship because that foundation is not sound. That The foundation is not firm. It's on shaky ground. And we know what happens if we could think about um, the story of the the three little pigs with with the straw house and the wood house. They weren't firm, so the wolf just blew them down. But when he got to that brick house, he couldn't because the foundation was firm and he they were safe inside of that brick house. This is what needs to be in your relationship with you and your mom and your son. Y'all will be safe in the confines of the truth. You will be safe in knowing that you have told what was on your heart. You have told the truth. And and sometimes it's not always pretty when you tell the truth. Sometimes it's not always that pretty bowl that seals everything up. But the truth can stand on its own. And whatever help you all need in our hour once again is one of those places that I don't have a network because I've, I'm not familiar with our, but if you need me, I will research and do what I need to do to find a family counselor or the help that's needed to help you when it's time, when you feel comfortable to share your experience. My heart goes out to you because I can only imagine because you said you were in a situation, almost a, a dire situation. And, and that's exactly what it is. It's a situ- but it's not an impossible one. It's not an impossible situation. As long as you have breath in your body and you have the opportunity to tell the truth, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. So please just be considerate of your son. Don't just get in a situation where one day you're frustrated and y'all are together with the pretense and it just you just blurt it out. You don't want those kind of situations because everybody gets hurt then. Your son is hurt, your mom is hurt, then you're hurt because you know you shouldn't have done it like that. And then we're not going to even think what your father might be thinking or doing in that kind of situation. So... I've always been a planner. I've always been one to not be spontaneous. And sometimes that has come back to bite me. But for the most part, it has worked out. I've planned my life out. I plan things out because I want a good outcome. And that is my suggestion. That is my counsel to you that you plan out how you're going to tell your mother and your son and if it needs to be other people if you need to do it in a controlled environment then do that but the truth needs to be told it's it's been some years and the truth needs to be told for your son's sake and for your mother's sake and for your sake I don't know where your father is as far as the truth and how he's going to deal with that but and, and and this may sound insensitive, but he is not of importance to me. Um, it's your son and you and your mother. Because he did this from your earliest remembrance. Then I have no sympathy for perpetrators. I have no sympathy for molesters because they are predators. And yeah, they need help and all this sugary stuff that we say. Um, that is not my feeling 
you know I, I i detest someone that takes the innocence of a child i detest people that rape others i detest them with with just everything that's in me and you may say as a minister i should not say that well i'm gonna say that god is still working on me and in me and i pray for my own self daily just like i pray for everyone else but i must speak the truth i have no sympathy for predators i really don't so that is my advice to you sonia that you tell the truth because you it sounds like you really want to tell your mother the truth you want to get that out you want her to know the situation and then your son needs to know um who his father is and so that he could deal with that he could process that because that's a whole nother level that he's gonna go through that's a pain that he has to now experience but it's a necessary pain because some truths are necessary it's gonna come with a level of hurt but you have to have the strength to do it you have to have the strength to break past secrets because secrets give the enemy power secrets those types of secrets and just secrets in general some anything that needs to be hidden it gives power to the enemy it gives power to negativity and you don't want that you have to take your power back you have to take it back with the truth so that is my recommendation to you find ways to either do it in counseling or at a quiet place or whatever however you feel led to tell it but it needs to be told and it needs to don't let too much time go by so Sonia, I appreciate you writing in. It really means a lot when each person, even if I don't get to read your email on the podcast, your email really means a lot when you take the time to send in something or let me know how you feel or let you ask my advice on something. It really means a lot. I hope to have helped uh, four people, well, three, because the first email was just of a positive situation. And I, I, I'm thankful for that email and the meaning of giving people the strength to stand up for others that can't stand up for themselves. So each person that writes in, you all matter. You all, your stories, your whatever you're writing in about, it matters. You matter. And thank you for taking a stand for yourself. This is just the first step when you send an email in or when you talk to it, talk about it with somebody for the first time. That is your first step. But build on that step. Don't just stop there. Build on what you need to do next. Thank you all that ask questions about what's my next step. What do I need to do now? I'm stuck. Where do I go? And that's how I've become familiar with different states and different cities and, and municipalities because when my writers reach in and reach out and they want to know uh, how to deal with or where to go, I research and I get in touch with these people and on behalf of the emailer and, and connect them so that they can have someone in their city to help them with what they need if that's what they want. So... 
I just thank each of you for listening. I thank each of you as the podcast grows. I thank you as it goes from country to country. I just thank you for helping us to, and I, it's not just me in this. This is, yeah, this is my podcast, but it's not just me in this fight. And it just, it can't be just me because we all have a voice and we all can make a difference. We all have a light to shed on this. And if we all come together, we can make a difference. We can help somebody to go and call the police when they hear their neighbor screaming. We can help somebody to stop some talk to the school counselor when that child is coming to school with unusual knots on them we can make a difference let's do this let's just eradicate all this stuff nothing's a hundred percent but we can do our part to decrease the numbers even more and more. If you want to send an email, send it to a woman's soul restored at gmail.com. The website is www.livelifenowlovelifenow.net. And also the Facebook page is A Woman's Soul Restored. If you can, on that Apple podcast, if you could leave me a review, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. I think it's one person on there that left a review. I didn't even know you could leave a review until I got a notification that I had a review. And it, it was a good one. It was a positive one. So thank you for that review. Um, please just go on and that just helps with the views when we get reviews Um, just like with a book get reviews it helps so please leave me a review on that apple podcast link Um, let me know how the show is and and the effects that it's had so for this week this is Latanya Hendry with the woman's soul restored until next week be blessed